I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I am delighted to be back on the live stream and be your host for this evening um, as we we unpack a, a busy week at the high level for Rangers, but on the ground level, the battle fever is on and we prepare to go behind enemy lines um, as Rangers travel to the... Um, the, the piggery, the, the gyrodome, um, insert derogatory comment here. In other words, Parkhead, whatever your choice, um, without any fans. Here to join me tonight to preview the game and talk all things Rangers. First of all, joining us from the continent, Davey T, how are you? Yeah, fine. Well, I think Parkhead would be my last choice of words, but uh, well, I'll, I'll not go into what, what the, the good ones will be. Um, no, fine. Um Busy, really busy today, so I haven't had a lot of time to, to, to look up things and, and to talk about. Wondering how we're going to get through an hour of uh, of, of, of uh, not very much happening during the week. But, uh, no, well, maybe we get on to the game on Saturday that uh, we'll, we'll, there'll be enough crop up in between. I, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. Also joining I'm sorry, is... Colin, can I just say one thing? Can I give a big mention? My heart's really breaking that Mr. Sutton lost his job. Really terrible. That's that, I've been crying all week about that. Yeah, careful what you wish for me. I'm always on the lookout for new podders, um, and I'm always looking for a different angle. So watch your space. Anything <laughs> 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 to get a bit of publicity here. Yeah. Uh, also joining us tonight, Bill, how are you, my friend? Very well, good, sir. Thank you. And looking forward to the weekend. Bit of trepidation. Uh, you go from zero to a hundred and back again in the, the kind of build up to these games. Uh, but I uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully, we'll get a result. Uh, DV unfortunately stole my thunder about Mister Sutton. Poor guy. Felt really sorry for him. Uh, and I was going to come in with a couple of clever quips, but 
doesn't seem right now after uh, Davy beat me to it. And I'll not tell you what my favourite derogatory term for their midden is. Quite funny. Maybe um, maybe that'll be a new uh, membership tier, you know, instead of a pound a month, two pound a month, you get the X-rated comments about Celtic and all the names we have for them. Uh, incidentally, we were talking about all the things that could get shut down before we went live, so probably best that we do move on. Um, last but not least, um, representing the young team, Andy, how are you tonight, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, I was just thinking that, you know, we're 18 plus, you're going to get a guy who's just over 18. Um to, to bring us into that kind of area. Um, less said about that, the better. Um, hoping for a, a nice uh, weekend win at, you know, again, I'll, I'll, I'll cut myself short there. Just at their, their area. That's it. Keep yourself out of trouble, mate. And, of course, hello to all the listeners, um, particularly those uh, watching live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Get your comments in and um, you can already see there's a few members um, who have subscribed for the Pound a Month tier. Um, shout out to you guys um, who tune in every morning, listen to my dross uh, first thing in the morning for the Daily News show. Just a shout out for MD who's missed it. Um, my um, lovely interview with Graham Roberts went live for members only on Wednesday. So if you want to hear Graham Roberts go through the, the 10 questions on his time at Rangers, um you know, subscribe, pound a month. It was such a pleasure to listen to the guy. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So, <laughs> yeah, his, um, um, his part-time role as a conductor was mentioned, Davey. Um, it was. Um, so, also tonight, maybe to fill in um, a few gaps, so maybe uh, come here every 10, 15 minutes or so. I've got a bit of a quiz question we're going to try out tonight. Um, this was Bill's idea. If, if it all goes tits up, it wasn't my fault. Um, so, ahead of the old fun game, I've looked at the last um, so many scrollers for for Rangers. And obviously, um, you know, we've been blessed with many a talent from many a country. But tonight, I'm looking for you gentlemen between you to tell me who the last eight Scottish goal scorers were for Rangers in an old firm. And I'll give you a clue. Callum McGregor's winner, his boyhood dream to score the winner for Rangers, isn't one of them. I'm not excited. Callum William McGregor? Callum William McGregor is not one of them. So I'll come to you throughout. So the last um, eight Scottish goal scorers for Rangers in an old firm. Um, but Davey, let's kick off with current events before we get to um, Saturday's game. Obviously, it was announced on Tuesday, I believe, that uh, former chairman Douglas Park was stepping down with immediate effect. Um, and John Bennett, the vice chairman, he was voted unanimous, unanimously by the board to replace him. So both released a, a statement saying, oh, thanks, thanking each other for their time support. What were your thoughts on this? Did you think it came out the blue or did you see it coming? No, well, I think it's been kicking about for a while now. I think I think Park said that he wanted out for quite a while. And uh, he's, he's been, yeah, Bennett's been, been do, doing a lot more of the, the talk in the last wee while. So I, it didn't really surprise me. And the man's 72. So it's, it's time he was uh, he was getting his, seat, his, his feet up, his slippers on, his feet up. Um, I think he's uh, 
Although when you look at John Gregg still kicking about doing the doing the thing and uh, whatever age he is, he must be heading towards his nineties now, is he? And uh, he's still doing well. Um, Seventy-two is uh, a nice a nice age just to start taking it easy. And uh, although some people don't, my my brother-in-law is seventy-seven and he still goes to work every day. He doesn't want to chuck his job. So that's there is people like that, but uh, not me. <laughs> I'm quite happy. No, it didn't surprise me at all. And uh, I think uh, I, I think that John Bennett took over. I think that was on the cards as well. As I say, he's been doing a lot more uh, of the talking than, than, than uh, Park has. I think Bennett's a far better talker as well, to be honest. Bill, what was your thoughts on the timing? Because um, I, I do I do kind of agree with David to some extent that I could see Park eventually moving on, but I think to to do it. Um, like three quarters of the way through a season. Um, I don't know if it's maybe I'm just thinking of it from a football fan's point of view. Maybe it's the end of financial year. I, I don't know. What was your thoughts on the timing of it? I um, I think like everybody else, I probably thought it was inevitable um, to move on. Now, though, I I did wonder if it would maybe have been at the end of the season. Um, I know what you're saying about financial year, but I think Rangers' fiscal year runs June to June rather than. April to April, because um, I know normally it's sort of around about June the, the accounts would start being compiled and all of that. Um, so not surprising that he's moved on, maybe surprising with the timing. Not surprising, obviously, that Bennett has taken that step to chairman. I think probably, you know, if any of us had been asked before it happened who would be the chairman, I think we'd probably have said Bennett. Uh, like Davey said, you know, he gets kind of wheeled out in front of the cameras, and he's actually no bad in front of the cameras. I went back the other day and watched the longer form interview that he did for Rangers TV in September 2022, and he is a good speaker, a very eloquent man, so no real surprises that he stepped up, but maybe just a slight surprise in terms of timing. Andy, um... Before we come to John Bennett, what's your thoughts on Douglas Park reign as chairman in general? Um, there's been mixed uh, reviews, to put it lightly, um, from the support in general. Um, but I think that's a bit of a given. Um, it's that old anecdote. You put two Rangers fans in a desert island and by the next day there will be five Rangers supporters clubs. We can't agree on anything. Um, what's your thoughts on them? I've got a kind of weird perspective on it. Uh, I don't really remember a lot of um, Sir David Murray as the chairman. Um, you know, and I, I just remember most of the people owning our club being bad people. Um, I've kind of brought up through a lot of the kind of hard times of who's owning us this day, who's taking our money out, what, how much are we in the red, where are we going to be in the future, are we going to have a future? And to me, I know that for instance, Dave King gets a lot of stick for some of the things he says in the, in the press, which, to be fair, you know, he, he makes the comments. He's well more than allowed to say we agree or we don't agree. Um, but I think, in, in my opinion, you need to give credit to King and and, and Park, the three bears, you know, for for kind of stabilising the, the ship because it's hard. I know we don't like to. To, to roll out the old spiel of oh X amount of days, months, years ago we were in the third division. I know we like to do that when we were playing Dortmund last year. Um, 
we seem to do it when Ali's on comms. I don't know if it's just because he was the manager for those kind of games, but um, I, I, I can I, I can look back for his kind of period and King's period with with happiness for fifty five because there was a lot of pent up anger of how the club was run. Obviously, as the fans, we can't do much more than we did at the time. Um, and I think we were rewarded with fifty five, and it was one of the best experiences. Um, in my kind of younger life, I don't remember that I was getting nine in a row. I don't remember the, the good times in Europe, going Leeds. I don't know. I don't have those kind of memories. But fifty five, after all the 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 frustration, all the kind of getting picked on in school for being a hundred in the third division, um, having fifty five and rubbing it right in their face was a really good experience, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. There's a couple of comments I just shared in the screen, um, and it probably, you know, I'm probably on on board with both of them. So Teddy Bear saying that we have to find Park, um, but it's time for change. And Nicholas Moore saying we Park going, we we might see more change. And probably just to echo a bit what you said, Andy, I think Douglas Park has played his role. And if we think about what the role of a chairman is, is to make sure the the club is safe and stable first and foremost and there's enough money generated and enough money put into the infrastructure of the club and that is what we have. We we didn't have that seven, eight years ago um, when him and the other two for the three bears stepped in. So Douglas Park has done a lot of good in my opinion. Um, there's been a lot of money pumped into Rangers. My issue is, and I've said this time and time again, is how we spend that money. Um, and I think that leads us on to the next point and probably what Nick, Nicholas Moore saying about bit more money for better players but for me it's no more money for more players it's using the same amount of money we've been uh, using and using it more intelligently and no buying somebody who we had 19 year fucking knee injury um davy what's your thoughts on how how John Bennett will be taking over and probably the question I do want to ask you is that a lot of Rangers fans are saying time for change. Do you see John Bennett making any changes to Stuart Robertson or Ross Wilson? No, not at all, unfortunately. I think uh, I think you know, the, the, the board have already said that they're backing them. Um, and John Bennett, he's uh, here already put in thirteen million. Uh, the club have paid him back five million already, so he's down to eight million. And um, now he's he's also taking a what is it you call that a loan when when he guarantees the money for a loan the, the for for ten million. Um, so I mean John Bennett obviously does a lot for the club, and uh, he looks uh, he he looks as if he's uh, he's going to be doing more in the future. Um, we seem to have uh, that that uh, the guy trying to think now Walter I think as you call him. Julian Waldhart, as he called him, he seems to be interested in taking over a lot of shares from a lot of the firms that are higher up. Uh, there's there's quite a few companies that, that he's uh, that he's now interested in taking their shares. So I think we'll be seeing more of him in the future. And we're, we're really uh, the, the the board are moving up, but I, I mean, I don't think though they're going to change. I think they're quite happy the, the way that things are going at the moment. And I, I think you've got to remember that there's, there's actually two different boards. There's John's have uh, Robertson and uh, Wilson there on the the Rangers board uh, for the club club board, and the other one are on the 
the yeah the higher board. <laughs> um, this is obviously not a, a subject that is, is is in my field, but um, no, I think uh, I, I think we're going to be juggling for position shortly, and uh, we'll we'll see more changes. I don't think it'll be on the the Rangers squad board, though. I think it'll be. Uh, I think they're quite happy with that with that, and yeah. They're bringing in money. That's the thing. If, if you look at Wilson's record, they're bringing in money. That's it's, it's actually not too bad. The fact that that half the players that he brings in are uh, are injured, yeah, it's, it's, it's by the way for the and from what we heard the news was today. I don't know whether you were going to go into that. Is that there's they've just got eighteen million in from from UEFA and the Champions League is probably going to bring in even more next year. So. And then we've got all the, the, the player sales that, that, that have been so called, the, the Gerard money, all the old money like that. So, I mean, actually, if you look at it that way, it's not actually strange that parts getting out. They always say get out when the, when the going is good, don't they? And I don't think it will get much better than it is just now at the moment. No, I totally yeah, I think it is a good time for me to leave. Um, Bill, I'll kind of pose that same question to you. That, um, like, do you see any changes um, coming to my head? Thinking just off the back of the share issue, where Stuart Gibson um, invested quite a lot of money and increased his stakeholder. I do see in the next year him being appointed as a, a member of the board. Um, I don't quite see. Robertson or Wilson going to shit, although I do think Wilson will be on a, a, a shaky peg. But I think Stuart Robertson has been much more aligned to to the chairman and the vice chairman, uh, probably much more aligned than the fans would like it to be because it does seem to be a scapegoat. What's your thoughts on it? I think, you know, Bennett's the new chairman and he's a businessman. And, you know, the board, the, the higher up board, is, as Davey so eloquently put it, has appointed guys like Ross Wilson. And, you know, in business, if you think about somebody like Ross Wilson, his remit, as Davey says, a lot of that is about bringing money in. And when you look at a lot of what he's done, you know, it's it's done well in terms of getting players in and selling them on for big money. And in business, if you're thinking about, is he going to get every decision right? Then the answer is no. It's, is he getting enough right to satisfy people above him and I think he probably is and I know that these signings that we're bringing in don't always work out on the park but they'll maybe be comforted by the fact that we have brought in some players that have worked out on the park you know because in the last few years we have had some really good players in and some of these guys have done really well for us and then guys like Aribo and Bassey and all of that can maybe just move them on for some money so I don't think I necessarily see changes. I know I know you're kind of saying you think Wilson's maybe on a shugly peg, but I, I, I think his pegs maybe still know that shugly. It's maybe still quite firm. Um, in terms of changes to the higher-up board and, you know, off the back of the share issue and all of that, it's probably a wee bit out of my league, that type of question. Um, I think that type of stuff's always a bit unpredictable and you never really know what's going on behind the scenes and what types of conversations are taking place, unless you're privy to some sort of information, you know, about that type of stuff, then it's very, very difficult to say. Yeah, and I think we've always been honest in the, in the gallant view that we know fuck all about fuck all. We are not in the know. Um, so, um, 
Aye, you're not going to get the, the ending of information here. Uh, last word on the, to, to you, Andy, because uh, uh, I think you made a really good point um, about Douglas Park. This was in the group chat. Douglas Park always suffered from not being Dave King. Dave King was this fearless leader and we like a father figure at Rangers, whether it's in the manager or David Murray in the early days when we just felt comfort- comfortable and stable and we had somebody fight in our corner. Douglas Park was never that type of media focal. John Bennett does like a bit more of the limelight um, and um, Curry's actually just put in the in the comments, best in class. So sometimes this will go for him, this will go against him. What I do think is, more often than not, I think he's going to be somebody that might be able to rally the fans behind him. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he... As, as we said, yeah, Park was more of a kind of quiet worker um, behind the scenes. Um, Bennett, um, in, in the kind of vice role, I, I mean, he did these Rangers TV interview, which I've seen parts of, and I'm sure we'll see more of him whilst he's, uh, his term as the chairman um, continues onwards. Um, I, I, I think he's a strong enough guy with that he can, he'll be talking good at the highs and he can, he can uh, talk us through the lows and we can still all be in the same kind of ship. Um, I think it will be fine. Uh, I, I, I would it be interesting to see your Will Farge or Gibson, see what they think, see if they make can make a move. If I'm correct, both of them are, I want to say Hong Kong, I want to say. I can't remember. I know Will Hart is Hong Kong based. I can't remember if Gibson is. Um, I, I remember seeing Gibson, yes. took up, yeah. Gibson took up some of Mike Ashley's shares. Um, I think he bought over the shares that he dumped, um, which is good that he's managed to take them off of Ashley because the less said about him, the better. I know that he's he's a, a a proven Rangers man, which is a good thing. You want to have guys that know the club, um, and want to see the club thrive. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's as much to worry about as it would have been years ago, where a chairman's just mid-season dropped his. Um, but in this case, Douglas Park, he's a well-aged man. He's his own business. He's the other business. He's a he raked in quite a lot of money last year. I think I remember seeing. Um, so maybe maybe a good time for him to just. Go out and go on, go out on top. Um, where it's again going back to it, shouts of sack the board and protesting at the front of the stadium are things of the past. Hopefully, aye. Here's hoping and all the best to the future. Well, David coming in. Yeah, I think I would have been more worried if uh, if it was uh, the Fox woman that came in with her company. I think ah, that would have been more stuff. That would that would have a bigger shock for me. Uh, I think now. They're just passing the baton on to the next one, and as I say, Park is he's seventy two now, so uh, he'll he'll be wanting to sit down with his pipe and his slippers uh, on and uh, and just go to the games on a Saturday or a Sunday. And uh, I, I think, uh, as I say, I, w- I would have been a lot more uh, frightened if, if it was her that was coming in and taking over. Ah well, thankfully um, it's, it's no because. Um, Again, I said we know fuck all, but fuck all, she knew even less um, well, about what she was talking about, but she was just um, a, a very cocky saleswoman. So um, I think that's enough about the boardroom chat. Let's get back to the football. So before we do, let's put you boys on the spot, show the listeners how intelligent these are. So I asked you at the beginning for the last eight Scottish players um, to have scored for Rangers in an old firm. And... This might be a bit of a quote. I'm looking for Scottish-born players. It doesn't really matter if they've represented the country or not. So Scottish-born players. David, is there MD off the top of your head you can think of? I can. 
No, it's not as far back as Neil McCann. Nope. Okay. <laughs> There's been a lot, of, a lot of foreigners we've had in the teams oh, the last. Uh, I was thinking of going know. back. The Scots have had. So it's not quite as far back as Neil McCann. I think Neil McCann um, has been retired for everybody, every one of these goals. Um, okay. Bill, I'll come to you. You got MD? Um, took me about five minutes to think of a single Scottish player in our current squad. But then I actually thought, hasn't Ryan Jack scored against them? There you go, Ryan Jack. In 2018, the first win against Celtic since we came back up. Iconic goal. Uh, I think that was his Ibrox. first goal for Rangers as well. And what a goal it was. Was. Well, it was a terrible goal, but what a moment. I've, got, was... I've got a few. I think, I think I've got a few. And First of all, I went, I, the comments will end this with us. I'm not looking at the comments. Um, the comments, the, the listeners are doing very well. I'm trying yep. my best I've, not to share them because they're doing them. very well. Uh, I've got a couple, I think. So I had Jack. Um, I want to say Barry Mackay for Hamden, but I don't know if you're talking league or just in, in just general. Goals in general and Barry Mackay in 2016 does count. I've got another one, which is, I'm not sure, maybe the timeline could be, I want to say Jamie Ness. He was the furthest back, so he was, was well a, done. A cracker, I think that was something like three minutes into the old format at Ibrox. Aye, two each game, that was... Uh, and in, in that team, I just I know I was sprung to mind. If you're talking about that team, the the guy that we try not to talk about because he left us with Stevie Whitaker, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith as well. He scored. I think his last one was in the four two game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, well. <laughs> I just thought of another one in that four two game. Lee Wallace. He scored in that game as well. Lee Wallace was in the three two game. So fucking hell, Andy's. These are more my modern time players, though. That's this is my this is my wheelhouse, as they say. Um, oh, did you have any other ones? Uh, I was thinking Lee Wallace, um, but everybody else I'd written down was probably further back. I'd written down guys like Lee McCulloch and even Barry Ferguson. So I, I was way in terms of the time. So out of the last eight, you've got the furthest back one, Jamie Ness. Um, I'll come back to you a wee bit later on. So right now you've got Ryan Jack, Barry McKay, Lee Wallace, Stephen Naismith, Jamie Ness, and you've got three to get. So let's talk about current times then. So Davey, how are you? Uh, so how are you feeling in general um, for for Sunday? And uh, are you confident? Uh, not really confident. Um, it's not what I want to hear tonight. I'm confident it won't be as bad as, uh, as as the last two games at Parkhead. I'm confident of that. If we, if we get a win, I think a lot depends on the team. I don't know. Is, is, there, is there anything known of is Braskins fully fit or is he, uh, is he still struggling? Or uh, I think if we, if we, if we go... If we go with a uh, lunch from Tamara, uh, double midfield, then that that would really kill me. But um, I think uh, hopefully Raskin's back, and that will be that will be a lot better than it than, than it was. I think I think we I think we'll do quite well. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a a, a tight game that will be and we'll take it one 0 
although I would obviously rather we would take it 7-0, but I, I, I think the kind of game it is, I hope we keep it tight and uh, and then get a goal uh, on the break, because I think they'll have most possession. And it will surprise me a wee bit if we have uh, the most possession. But they're not, they're not that good. That's the thing as well. Um, I mean, I watched them last week, and they really struggled against uh, against Ross County. They really struggled. I mean, it was just that they, they, they got a penalty that was never a penalty, and then they they, they scored uh, after the after the game should have been finished. So, and that's that's not the first time that's happened. The the the, the, the referees have done that a few times. Let them play on, on to to the score, and then they don't even take the kick off after the game. So, no confident. I'm I'm, I'm not not hundred percent confident we'll win, but I I, I don't think I'm, we're, we're certainly not going to get beat. Uh, I think I, I think it might be a draw. Bill, as I say, uh, depends the team. Nah, but but what's what's your thoughts on it? Um, I, I think I think that the game is going to be one lost in the midfield, and um, I don't I don't want to go around because everybody will just start rashing if um, he's fit because I think it's obvious that rashing and. Rastian and Ryan Jack, if both of them are fit, should be the midfield too. There's a there's Michael Beale phone and Davy with an update. Um and but, but what I think I probably slightly disagree with David there, and it's no it's not really early. Any staunch points or no Celtic have been decent this season. They've been up and down, but they've been able to see games out. But they have been a really good attacking team. And what they've had that we've not had is energy from middle to front. So I think we we need Rastian and Jack and an other uh, midfielder to really match that energy. That's why, as much as I'm a big fan of the guy, it's not a game for Lundstrom in his current form. What's your thoughts on how we should line up in, in the middle of the park? Like, is it is it Tillman or is it Kamara or Camwell in the midfield or, or one of them playing further forward? Uh I saw Curry put in the comments there that Raskin was training on Monday. I'm not sure if he is going to be fit or no. I would like for Raskin to play. Um, but I don't know that we necessarily need two of those sitting-type midfielders. I think if we went with one of Raskin or Jack, and then in front of that played Cantwell and Tillman, and actually got in their faces, I, I think we might stand a decent chance. You know, Like you, I think you know they've had a lot of really good games this season. They've played really well in some games, but uh, just absolute dug me when they played Ross County. They really were. Um, I, I don't often like watch a full Celtic game, but I happened to watch more or less the full game at the weekend there, just as it was on Sky. Um, and they were just mints. You know, they, they weren't creating a lot, especially when County came into the game in the second half and put them under some real pressure. They look very shaky at the back. That big boy, is it White, that plays for Ross County? You know, the defenders, yeah, the defenders didn't look too confident at all when he was getting up and in their faces. And I think, see if we got on the ball and the likes of Tillman and Cantwell run at their back four, I think we'll get some joy. Really do. Um, But, you know, if you're going to play Jack and Raskin, let's assume Raskin's fit, because I don't think the alternative, which is Lundstrom or Kamara, I don't think that's great at all at the moment, the form of those two are in. But if you're going to play Raskin and Jack, or the, the, the sort of the sitting midfielders, um, you know, I kind of think you need to have Cantwell in there. He's got that bit of dig. 
he'll get in their faces. I don't think he'll have any problem. And, you know, look at how he was last weekend against that, that boy. I can't remember the boy that plays for Dundee United, but, the, you know, there's a bit of handbags between the two of them at one point. And Cantwell kind of stood up to him and got in his face, and you need a bit of that. But I wonder if you're going to play a midfield like that, is it worth pushing Tillman forward into the, the, the sort of front three and maybe even using Tillman as a sort of false nine? That's maybe some food for thought. Andy, I'll, I'll bring you in on that there because that's, um, again, back to Rasson and Jack being the kind of midfield anchors. I think there's a lot more energy there. There's a lot more um, more effective ball retention. You know, they're good at getting the ball back, but not just playing the sideward pass. They like Connor Golson, they'll actually play the ball with purpose. I find my predicament is what happens with the third midfielder and then what happens further forward. I think Cantwell has to play, but right now I don't really know where, where to play him. I, I do like the idea of him being in the middle of the park. But then, do we play Tillman out further up? And I don't know if he's maybe wasted out there. And he, he can slow the game down a wee bit. And is it maybe a wee bit harsh in fashion? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No playing alongside Ryan Kent behind a striker, uh, which we'll come to that later on. But what's your thoughts on that kind of middle attacking midfielder, Rose? Well, I, I, I parade the the, Barrett, the the Malik Tillman hype train. I've been on it. I got the first seat on it. Um, loved the guy from the start. Uh, the only thing I have to say is he struggles in these games. I don't know if it's just the just the, the kind of early feeling out process. Old Rams and he'll grow into it. I'm hoping this would be the game he does grow into it. But he seems to struggle with the defensive side of the old Firm. He He's great. Don't get me wrong. I love him going forward. Bring it, give me everybody faint and, and, and step over he can do. He's super bad at But Celtic are good at m- moving the shape, being a wee bit more fluid in their positioning. 
and for games where Kelman was out on the kind of right wing side, we've seen, I think it would have been Juranovic, Hitati and Jota on that kind of left wing side, Kilgunder has kind of flank, he was struggling to take up the midfield man, is he going to go and put, is he pressuring the, the left back, is he sitting in the centre and to cover the centre mid, and a lot of people were calling it as Tavernier's not covering the right man, the issue is Tavernier had about three and a half to four guys to cover, because of, because of the, the kind of the struggling to pick up the these correct man, um, I'm hoping that with good TV analysis, the better coaching, another another game. He's you know, he's played another game now against them. Uh, I'm not sure this will be at Parkhead. No uh, Norway fans. Like we will talk about mentality. I'm sure. I'm hoping that this will be the game where we see the best Malik Tillman against them. He's he's. He got thumped the last game. They were really up for hurting on the last game, but I'm hoping that's just going to fuel the 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 anger against them. I was going to say hatred, but I think that's the Rangers fans' job for them. And I'll say anger for for Malik against them. So I'm hoping that we're going to see the best of him again. Uh, we'll talk. I can talk all day long about how good Todd Cantwell is. What a signing he has been. Again, I seen that I, I missed the Dundee United game because I was working, but the first clip I seen was. Todd Cantwell getting right in the Dundee United boy's face. It, even hilarious is he's the, the guy he's in the face of is the guy that went down as if he got sniped for the side um, at the corner flag. Um, Todd, I think a few, the only issue with some fans was that he might be the flashy guy that gets touched and he'll go down, he'll be diving, he'll be too weak for Scottish football. I think he thrives on it and that's, that's the best outcome we could have. And I'm hoping that with Tillman on his game, Campbell on his game, we need to get them in there against them because they could be real, real threats against their shaky back line. Because, I, again, I'm like yourself, Bill, I, I, that was the one game I watched, but it was on Sky. They looked dreadful. They absolutely looked dreadful. Jordan White, who I like, I think he's a good Rangers man himself, um, really, really got in, in the face of their back line, not, make, not giving them any respect. And I think that's exactly what we need to do. If it's Cholak, Morelos, you need to get in their faces, Get don't give them an inch. Don't even get him an inch. This is our take it as a, that's our game. We need we need to go and do this. So go and do it. I think the word you're looking for is contempt. And the best Rangers teams over the last twenty thirty years have shown Celtic absolute contempt as they should. And also, you don't turn up arrogant or cocky because you always paint your own downfall with that. But you do need to have that content and just that absolute aggression that you are going to come out best. Um, Davy. Um, Andy was speaking about um, flash and charisma there. Um, a very own Todd Cantwell, Curry. Um, he's asking, what um, position does Tillman get? Is it a 10 or a false 9 out-and-out striker? Where, where do you see Tillman coming in on Saturday? Um, I, I, I do agree. Like I've, I, I think on his form, we, we can't even play him, but it's just where, where's his best position for Saturday? Take yourself off mute. Once a week, honestly, once a week. <laughs> we might just uh, have breaking news that that, uh, that might affect that is that uh, the BBC are reporting that Alfred Morelos is told, been told, they can leave the club. That he's not, he's not needed next year. He won't be at Ibrox next year. Bill doesn't want him. So that's uh, that might that if it, I find it really funny in front of a, a an old firm game. But uh, if, if Beal has done that, 
But that seems to be the BBC are reporting that now. And that that's when what by leaving my, my phone on, <laughs> I, I I managed to get that breaking news. So that's that's it. But, um, whether it's true, the BBC are not usually bullshitters, to be honest. They normally have uh, quite quite a way. So if Bill doesn't want Morelos next year, would it be will it be will Morelos still be okay conditioned to play? And if not then you could probably say that Tillman could be put up front and uh, just play a, a full nine and not a not a so false nine. So on that, that, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's um, any breaking news that Morelos has been working his ticket. Um, I think he started to up, up his game because he's looking ahead to next year. I think he's selfish about it. He's starting to play, but I think for me the, the question was always going to be: Is it Morelos or Cholak? Um, and I, I'll be honest, I think I might be in the minority here. For me, it's still Antonio Jolak. Uh, Davey, I'll start with you and I'll get each border's thoughts on it. No, well, I just, I'm a Morelos fan. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be, yeah, I feel sorry that, that he goes. I think he's by, by far the best striker we've got. Uh, and he, he, he not only scores, but he, he brings other players into play. And I think that's the best part about his game. I think it's going to take a hell of a lot to to get a player that can fill fill his role. And of course, it doesn't need to always be one player to fill a role. You can always get more players to to play different to fill fill a role. So uh, it, that's it, we could do it that way. But um, no, for for me, if, if Morelos is fit, but I, I I I might change my mind now if this is true. And I find, as I say, I find it really difficult to believe that the Bill would do this the three days before. Uh, unless unless Morelos has done something that's uh, that, that's brought it in. But um, and let's face it, Alfie can do things like that. It's, uh, it wouldn't be the first time. Let, let's take it with a pinch of salt because everybody knows the most valuable news is uh, 8 o'clock in a, in a weekday morning for the Gallant View uh, in the, that pound a month tier, folks. Again, right, <laughs> that slipped in. Um, Bill, I'll, I'll bring you in. Um, for, for me, it's uh, it's Jolak because I, I think on their, on their day, Morelos is the better striker. Right, there's absolutely no getting away from it. Morelos hasn't been on his day for about 18 months now um, and I think Jolak for me he's added a lot to his game he's starting to build up a bit of a relationship with the players behind him and this isn't going to be a game where we get plenty of chances so we need our best finisher available and for me that's Jolak Yeah, might be a good shout um, like you say on his day Morelos bullies defenders he gets in their faces he wins things he creates the space and all of that. On 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 Cholak's day, he finishes and he's deadly. You know, he's, he has been linking up well with Sakala. But for me, again, you know, I, I'm just thinking about Tillman and do we do what we did with Rebo last season and have that kind of false nine rather than going with an out-and-out striker at all? Because if we want to play Cantwell and the two sitting midfielders, I don't think we can play Tillman out wide. I don't, it just doesn't work having him on the right wing, so I think if we're going to play Tillman and Campbell, we could maybe deal with Cholak or Morelos. doubt that's what will actually happen, though. I think what will happen is Beal will probably start Morelos. It's just my gut feeling. And I know this, this breaking news about Morelos 
totally, like you said, you know, it's no surprise. I think he has been working his ticket and he has been getting a bit better, you know, of late. He's, he's not anywhere near where he was, but what a way to put yourself in the shop window to score the winning goal at the weekend against that lot, eh? So I think Bill will probably go with Morelos. Aye, and, and that's I think it's, I think Bill, um, I think Bill made his mistake at um, Hamden and going with what he thought with the tried and tested. So, the, you know, it wouldn't surprise me and I don't always blame managers for doing that. Um, I think I think the striking option is a bit more difficult than the midfield option at Hamden, which he got wrong. I think we all agree on that, but this is a bit more difficult. I can see the merit in both options. Andy, who's leading your line? And there's a lot of suggestions coming in for the listeners about different variations of who plays behind the striker. Do we even play, I know, two strikers like Morelos and Sakala or Tillman playing off Cholak with Kent just in behind. What what are you going with? Are you going with one striker, two behind and who are they? I mean I, I like I like the prospect of potentially going into football management at some point in my life, but I, this is this is the top echelon in Scotland and it's a lot harder to answer. Uh, without seeing the players and the on the in the training pitch if it, I'm worried that if this news is coming out that Buff has done something to piss off Bill because, as we said, it is something that I wouldn't be surprised with. Um, he is a volatile individual. Um, I have to say that I've always backed Tony goals as well. I don't know if it's a thing about the Croatian striker um, that I'll always love. Dado, Dado Jelovic, Jolak, um, Tony is brilliant. Um, I've got I've got Buff is having nine goals in 27 in the league. Cholak is having 13 and 23 in the league um, I think especially at the early stage of this season with Morelos having his fitness issues which Gio was quick to call out a lot of responsibility was put onto Cholak to score the goals and if you look back early in, those, in the season when we weren't having good solid performances it was Cholak goals that were getting us three points um, and I think in a must win game Cholak pips it for me um, I, I like that I like the suggestion that Tillman could play the false nine because I, I like Tillman in that role. I think I kind of I said a few years back that when we were we were stuck in the kind of four we were stuck with the four three three that I would have liked to see Aribo off of the wing and behind Morelos. Um, so when, when you're chasing the game, you go to a four two 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 almost. Um, having Aribo push up alongside the striker to add as another kind of pushing for uh, pressing force. Um, whether Tillman could do that, it's. I think he played as a centre forward um, for most of his kind of youth at the Bayern Academy. He was he was good at driving into the box from that kind of attacking midfielder kind of uh, false nine kind of area. Um, it's something I think he could do. Whether or not you you put it in in such an important game um, in our season is as uh, a call. I'll let Michael uh, go for uh, for the weekend. I think you also have to think about the number of goals Tillman's got this season. I think mm. he's on 12 or 13, isn't he? You know, Somewhere, yeah. and, um, He's not exactly shy at having a shot and he's not a bad finisher. Hi, and I think and I think we can almost afford to have um, you know, have the luxury of Tillman um, because at times he is a luxury player. But I think we need to set up the midfield and we need to 
we need to get everything else right. The other ten really need to be put on the weight, really. And I think um, Todd Cantwell in the middle of the park. I think I've seen enough of him that he can have that that dynamism. Um, and again, it's all right having the flair when the ball comes to you. But I think I've seen enough that he can link up well with Ashton and Jack as well. I think where the difficult really lies is um, if the, one of them aren't injured. But Davy, um, talk about the the kind of yeah, the emotional side of the game, if you like, or the uh, non non objective. Does a win on Saturday change anything for how this season pans out? Uh, well, it might not change the in, in the in the end run, but it will put Celtic under a lot more pressure than they are now. And you know what happens when the when when a team gets put under pressure. Uh, so I, I, I think it's imperative that we win. If we want to keep, we can still we can still say it. We've still got hopes to winning it. I think if we get beat, then I think we can forget saying anything about it. I think it's a, it's it's done, but it's not done. If we win, it's not done because it's only a couple of points, and you know what happened. Well, helicopter Sunday that that was a that that was a, the perfect example of of how it can go wrong. And I, I even believe that we were even further behind at one point in, in, the, in the, the helicopter Sunday season. Uh, but it, oh, it's definitely over. I mean, you, you can see it. Taking another sport, you can see when, when watching darts, if a player's not under pressure, if he finishes, but if he's put under a lot of pressure, then they miss doubles. And that, it's just the same with, with football. If, if we don't put anybody under pressure, uh, then... I mean, you, you even watch uh, them when when they're playing. If, if, if they're just allowed to attack in waves and waves and waves and waves, then then they end up winning easily and scoring a lot of goals. But if, if like Ross County, you put every player under pressure, they didn't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle it. It's the same with any any team. If you put the uh, even when. Uh, your, your teams get less technical ability. If you're putting them under pressure, then technical ability goes out the window, and it's the the, the team that that's, uh, that's that's the fittest and, and puts the most pressure on that ends up winning. And unless you've got the referee like Celtic, so you seem to do it regularly. Uh, that's another thing we've got Clancy to, to to fight against. That's uh, that could be another uh, fact that um, I won't go in there. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, for another day, but uh, no, it's, it's, it can definitely change. It could definitely be a season changer. I really, I really believe that because because it will put a lot of pressure on them. Then they've not got that that um, that their, their goal difference points don't count as much. If we win and we win every game after that, we will win the league. So, Bill. I, I don't I usually am a glass half fill kind of guy, but I do struggle to see Rangers winning the league even if we do win on Saturday. But I think yeah, Teddy Bear made a really good point and kind of echoing what Davy's saying about putting pressure on. I think if we do beat Celtic on Saturday, it goes a long way for you know, almost giving us the upper edge or for the League Cup uh, set the short strop semi final, sorry. 
I think um, what Celtic have benefited from is they've consistently won, so they've consistently felt they were going to win, and teams consistently feel that they're going to beat them. That's how they lose so many late. They that's how they score so many late goals because teams do crumble, not because they've been great every game, but because they just shut the bed. Whereas if we can put a marker down, then it almost gives us a head start for the next game. Yeah, I think so. Um, you put a huge smile on my face, Davy, a couple of minutes ago when you mentioned those two magnificent words, Helicopter Sunday. I smile every time anybody mentions Helicopter Sunday. Uh, are we going to get that this season? Probably not. Uh, what I think Celtic have had for a lot of this season is that the team's beaten in the tunnel before the game even kicked off because, like you said, Colin, you know, that belief that they're going to win. But by fuck did they look ropey against Ross County when they were put under a bit of pressure. And if we can do that to them at Parkhead and, you know, a couple of goals maybe, beat them 2-0, 2-1, whatever it is. We've got the, the semi-final coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, it puts us in good stead for that game. I think anything, I know, Davey, you're optimistic and you're pretty bold there with your claim that if we win every game, we'll win the league. I, I don't know. I don't know that I do see them getting you know, two games now where they drop points outside of when they play us. But it's entirely possible. But I think the best that we can hope for is that we, we beat them this weekend. We beat them in the semi-final to go on and win the cup. And we narrow the gap in the league to maybe the three points by the end of the season. I think that's probably, if you're being realistic and if you're being grounded, you know, I think that's a good outcome for Beale's first season. Aye, and Positive Vibes just made a really good point there that I shared on the screen. It's, they may well win the league, but I don't want us just to shut up shop and accept that um, because you can't just turn it off for the league and then turn it on for the Cups. And whatever we do this season will carry on in the next season. I think Curry's just mentioned that in the pod as well. If they're going to win the league, they need to work for it and we need to make them work for it. Andy, I'll, I'll bring you in. Um, what gets labelled to this group of players time and time again is their mentality. Um, I don't think it's as black and white as they have a strong mentality or weak mentality. I find it's just it's very inconsistent when they decide to turn up with it. Um, do, do, they, do they have the mentality, the character, the bottle, the buzz, whatever you want to call it, to turn up and get a result on Saturday? Well, I think the players need to look at themselves and uh, I hope that they look to the 55 season where, you know, that's a 100%, no no loss rate in the league. You know, it wasn't just beating Celtic, it wasn't just winning that league. It, it wasn't just a normal league that Celtic would have won that year. It would have been everything to them and it would have been hell for us. You know, that... Ten in a row, you know they sang about it for so long. It's been itching in the back of the Rangers players' minds. Are we gonna? Can we stop? Can we stop it? Because, you know, seasons back it was five ones. You know, Dembele hat tricks. You know, what's the goalie doing, Tom? You know, it's hard to that shaking that style of mentality. That that cold shudder you get when you think I'm going out there against that team that put five against this us last year. That beating that, putting that in the back burner is, is a strong, is a strong thing, you know. Stopping the ten, getting fifty five, which we've been, been calling for since we came back up. Um, 
that's a lot of responsibility on the, on the team as well. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we're going to see the best Rangers that we've seen so far. I think we, we, every, every game under Michael, we've seen a wee bit of improvement and a wee bit of improvement and a wee bit of improvement. I know we're angry, we're not seeing a lot of improvement straight away um, because, you know, you're only as good as your last touch of the ball at Rangers. Um, but I'd, I'd hope that this is we're going to see an improvement to that we're going to give them a real good game. I, in terms of Michael, um, Michael Beale, the best he'll be wanting in the league is to keep up an undefeated run against them to the end of the season. He's, he's not lost in the league. Um, they obviously lost in the cup final, but if he, if I think in an ideal world, if he can do the business against Celtic, um, get if he can, if, in an ideal world, if he want to go undefeated at the end of the season because then it's, I didn't lose the league; it was gone before I even got here. All I can tell you is I did this, and that, that drives a positive influence into next season. The board will be happy with the, what they're seeing from Michael. The players will be happy that if they're coming into the club, they're they're, they're joining something that's working. Um, whereas if we we whimper out to the end of the season and we get beaten the league, we get beaten the cup, then it's a, it looks like a, a bigger mountain to climb next year. Absolutely, and I think there's um, I think the players need to like I'd be absolutely somewhere between confused and raging if the players haven't been told this message yet. They are playing for their opportunity to be at the club next season. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if you're James Tavenier or Ryan Ken or John Lundstrom. You know, or maybe give the guys who joined in January a bit of a bye. But everybody else, they're playing to be at Rangers next season. Um, and you know, it's, you don't just turn up in the games against Dundee United. You need to turn up in these games. And yeah, the players who want to be there, they are putting a marker down for next season at the very, very least. Um, just conscious, eh, David. Maybe, maybe a good omen, Colin. Um, I actually went to Feyenoord yesterday and won two-one. Feyenoord have been the strongest team all season. Uh, there was only Feyenoorders in the in the stadium. There was no Ajax supporters allowed. Uh, and yeah, they won. So two-one, two-one. So maybe that's an omen. And the funny, well, it wasn't funny, but. The game was, was was stopped because one of the players got hit with a lighter, uh, and his head was uh, was bleeding. And uh, they 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 found the the person that done it. They found him within an hour. If they found the the, the guy at Park Edge yet that, that threw the lighter? Oh, he's probably the new fucking first minister. No doubt. Um, so. I'm conscious that um, I still need to press you for another three um, answers to that quiz question that I had, gents. Um, you were only getting off that easy. So I was looking for the last eight players who were born in Scotland. Born in Scotland, remember, to have scored for Rangers in an old firm game. So, so far, you gave me Ryan Jack, Barry Mackay, Lee Wallace, Stephen Naismith, Boo, and Jamie Ness. Davey, do you have any other guesses? Which are this side of the century? It's, it's really difficult to think of Scotsmen that have played for Rangers in the last few years. Uh, I'll have a, I don't know, Alan Hutton? No. No? No. Any more? No, it's going to be really. <laughs> Andy, I'm going to come to you last because you've, you've probably got a list about 20 uh, guesses. Bill, any, any guesses? 
Did Nathan Patterson get a goal against them? He didn't. Nah. That's, I think that's me out of guesses this side of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Andy? Did we mention Kenny Miller? No, but a couple of people in the comments just did. Kenny Miller, he scrolled in a couple of the shite drops oh, and some of the, the 2011 games. You, you think of the before Jamie Ness, the, the, the goals at Parkhead. I, I remember the, I, was, I spoke about Barry Mackay. Miller scored the first goal in that cup game, um, which was a great goal. I think we weren't expected to win against the the, the rampant Celtic in the Premiership when we in the Championship. Um I can't think of anybody else, though. Um, I'd, I'd, reckon, I'd Kenny Miller written down, but I thought that was before the Jamie Nesco. Yeah. <laughs> because Kenny was my idol coming back through the, the shitty championship years, you know. It was like, it was the only one that was relatively decent. And, <laughs> under, <laughs> and it looked incredible during the Mark Warburton times, which is remarkable given, given the age he was at that time. Yeah. But I, 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 I can't think of any well, other. Well, put you out your misery, gentlemen. Whitaker, did he not score a penalty? Whitaker scored a penalty the same game that Jamie Ness scored uh-huh. that belter. Because I said Naismith and I went, it was in the interview with Whitaker and I went, he liked a penalty, Whitaker. Because I mean, he was a set piece man. Um, what about the boy that plays for Motherwell now? No. So, did um, Andy Halliday get a goal against them? Andy Halliday did not. And now did, um, there's a couple of people saying Ross McCrory. Or it might be Robbie McCrory. Either way, it's not. I'll put these <laughs> out here. Danny Wilson get one? No, he's a... Honestly, man, he's a going to Brigton VMO guy. He's a so far away. This oh, is what? the most recent one as well. Last season. Oh, is it Scott Reno? No. Oh, man. A player born in Scotland. Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield, well done to all the listeners that got that. So the I last eight players born in Scotland to score against Celtic for Rangers were Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack, Kenny Miller, Barry Mackay, Lee Wallace, Stephen Naismith, Stephen Whitaker and Jamie Ness. Well done, boys. He's got seven out of eight and I think the listeners uh, go eight, um, eight and time and time again. But... I think that'll bring us to a close for this week. Um, just before I ask you, obviously, your uh, goodbyes and your your war cry, your battle fever war cry for Saturday. Just a massive thank you to all the listeners who have chipped in with the comments and the questions. Really, really appreciate it. A big, big thank you to uh, all you with the wee um, green stars next to you um, and your names, um, the members. I know it's a pound a month uh, may not seem like much it's a huge huge support for us and for them they want to put money in their pocket for um, supporting the podcast and getting the additional content it does really really go a long way to support the pod so thank you as always so gents I'm going to ask you for a goodbye and a prediction for Saturday so kick us off Davey T thank you for coming on as always yeah thanks for having me on I really enjoyed it, um, except for the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, I can't remember what I done yesterday. Never mind uh, three seasons, three seasons ago. But uh, I think I had an omen this afternoon. I was, I was uh, down at the, the the boat marina, and we're talking about helicopter Sunday. Four helicopters flew flew past. So I'm going for another helicopter uh, Saturday or Sunday. Um, that was an omen. 
And the other omen was that Ajax yesterday beaten Feyenoord, so I'm going to go for 2-1 Rangers. Honestly, like long-term listeners will know this is a complete 180 for this time last year, man, where I'm captain positivity, trying to bring you up. How how have we reversed roles, David? Um, 2-1 Rangers, I'll, I'll take it, but good to have you on, mate. Uh, Bill, good to speak to you as always, my friend. Um, the best-looking man, uh, best-dressed man in the in the pod this evening. I'll give you best-looking as well. Oh, no, no, I don't think you're down to best-looking, to be fair. It's... It's not even a contest with us three. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the compliment, nonetheless, good sir. Uh, this is going to be maybe a tough one at the weekend. Uh, I think we're all going to go through that huge cycle of emotions between now and then. But I'm saying 3 1 Rangers get stuck right into them. And I saw Curry put a comment on about how it'll be taps off on the podcast if we win. And we talked before we went on air about things that would get us shut down. I think that would definitely be one. So let's not do that, eh? Tell you what, if Rangers win this week, this season, then I'll never mind taps <laughs> off and arse out. Um, I will be in the record, I promise you that. Um, last and by no means least, um, Andy, thanks for coming on, mate. What's your prediction for Saturday? Cheers, Hammers on. Uh, loving it every week. Um, I, I hope that I like every fan hopes we're going to have a helicopter Sunday but for that to happen the first stop or the first landing site for the helicopter is is, is regarding this game we need to win this game if if we don't win this game then all that gets thrown out the window I hope we can get a result I'd love it to be a, a really really boring 1-0 victory where the only, the only thing that happens in the game is the Rangers goal or uh, even just a, a last minute winner gives you the boost to maybe start that the fight back to the head to the grand finale of the helicopter Sunday or Saturday, whenever it will be. Um, I'll say that we're going to see a confident Rangers come out, and I think Malik's going to get on the score sheet, and I'm going to say Tony Goals will get the other one in a two 0 Rangers victory at Parkhead. Am I going to be right? Am I fuck? <laughs> Who knows? Well, just need to wait and see. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo echo Andy and go for two 0 Um, I think it's all in how we start. All in how we start. Um, we started the wrong way in Hamden, but we started the wrong way at Ibrox as well. But uh, it takes us about fifteen minutes to realise. Oh, know what? If we put pressure on Celtic, they might start to lose the ball. And what happened? They did. If Rangers came out the traps. They blow the fire on the belly, they but at the same time keep their head, just play their own game, have that contempt, um, just go in and play their own game, then we'll be okay and we'll get we'll get to nothing. And no what I'm gonna go for another Iron Jack goal. Um it's about time we, we had another Scottish goal scorer. Um so that's my toppings worth. But until then folks, have a cracking weekend and we'll be back with you on Sunday. Take care. <laughs> Yeah! 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.